Okay. Oh, okay. Go ahead. On this... Sorry. (laughs) On this week's episode... (laughs) We're already... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. On this week's episode, we talk all about gatekeeping. Dun, dun, dun. Also, we talk about what we've been into lately. So, stick around. Hi, and welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are out here just living our best lives. I'm your host, Casey. And I'm your host, Cassandra. Well... We just wanted to make a quick episode. You see it in the title, or maybe you don't. I don't know how it's going to work out when we post it. But this is technically episode nine and a half. And we're kind of doing it because in the U.S. it's a major holiday. It's Thanksgiving this week. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the U.S. And, you know, I guess everyone outside of the U.S. too. (laughs) Yeah, we thought about taking off this week since it's a holiday, but we didn't want to do that. So we were like, we'll do a little mini episode. But I'm excited for Thanksgiving. What are your plans, Case? I'm just getting together with three of my family members, so small gathering over here. I know we're always talking about COVID. You guys know where we stand. We are vulnerable people, so we play it safe, and that's what we're going to do, but I'm still really excited. What about you? Yeah, just me and my parents, my brother and his fiance are with her family, so we will see them for Christmas, but are you guys cooking or ordering food? We're doing a little bit of both. So yeah, my situation is the same as yours. I'm just with my parents because my sister is also with her husband's side of the family. So we're doing a mixture of ordering some and cooking some food. Are y'all, you told me you were ordering, right? Yeah, we're going to support a local business and there are a couple local businesses actually. So we were um, seeing this local Hispanic restaurant was they like they always do a Thanksgiving sort of takeout kind of thing and we thought this year would be the perfect time to do that and there's like this they have this turkey that's like marinated in tequila and stuffed with like chorizo sausage and, and that sounds super good and um a lot of the local coffee shops in on both around where my parents live and then where I live in Columbus they will have, um, you know, fancy pies that you can order. I, I mean, I don't know. I think they're fancy. Um, but it's like <laughs> pecan, like bourbon pecan pie or something. So oh, we nice. got a few pies from a local coffee shop, and we were excited about that. We're just yeah, I feel like we just didn't have the desire to, like, cook a lot when it's just, like, three people, which I feel like you probably felt the same way. But that's really yeah. cool to support local, and I'm sure it'll be amazing. And you won't have to do all the work of cooking it. You just enjoy the eating. I so know. I know, like really right? Exciting. Yes, and we, even though this year has been crazy, we have so much to be thankful for this year, including the pod being one of them. And we thank you all so much for listening. We're so grateful for you. Every time we get a new message or a new review, we text each other and say, did you read the review? And we get excited. We really do read all of it. And we can't it thank you It honestly makes our day. Cheese fest. When we hear happy things. And so we're so glad. We're so glad to hear 
um, that this pod is important to you guys as listeners. We also like often we just forget because you know it's almost just like we're recording a conversation we're having. So yeah, thank you so much for all the engagement. I know. Yes, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy, and we hope you all have an amazing Thanksgiving, even if you're not in a country that celebrates Thanksgiving. We just hope you have an amazing week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, actually, this will be posted after Thanksgiving, but sorry, side note, this is going to be posted after Thanksgiving. <laughs> we always oh, do yeah. that. <laughs> 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 Whoops. Happy late Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this is a quick episode. Um that I actually got a message from a friend of mine and they asked a really insightful question that had to do with the main topic here. So we're not necessarily going to answer the question, but we are going to dive into the subject matter behind the question, which is gatekeeping. I don't know if any everyone's familiar with the term gatekeeping, but the idea is, you know, standing guard at a gate, right? That's sort of the visual image you get. But um, the idea is that when you're a part of a certain group or outside of a certain group, people will kind of decide what factors make you a member. And so Mm -hmm. people will say, like, you're not actually this because you don't that, right? That's a really common gatekeeping type of statement. Um, But this is so common in disability spaces and in pretty much any group that you can possibly be a part of. So we wanted to take the time and talk about it from disability side. Yeah. And within the blind community, there's a few ways that gatekeeping goes on. The first example we could think of was within the blind community, there's gatekeeping with how blind you are. So if you wear glasses, if you read print, if you drive, and yes, I know that sounds a little nuts that blind people can drive, but some people who are considered legally blind can drive with a bioptic, which is a medical device. It's basically like glasses with a monocular or telescope or whatever you would, I've heard both, I've heard people call it both on the end of it. So you can look through and, you know, read street signs or whatever you need to do if you have high enough vision to be qualified to do that and it depends on what state you live in but anyway all of these things can make people gatekeep in the blind community and say well you're not blind enough and it's a common theme in this podcast for us to talk about how we live in the gray area of we're not fully in the sighted world but we're not fully in the blind world either and Mm -hmm. that's a theme that's gonna keep coming up and it's something that we will continue to talk about but have you ever had experiences Cass with this in the blind community yeah I think it's kind of interesting in albinism spaces I don't know if I per se call that the blind community but it's kind of the first thing that came to mind some people with albinism the the spectrum of vision and visual acuity is really broad so Mm -hmm. some people with albinism can see actually really well to the point that they're not legally blind like Casey and I are or they're not even considered to have quote-unquote low vision some people can see really pretty well enough to drive without a device like a bioptic but there is some sort of divide in kind of ideology um, on you know whether you should use tools for the blind or not and I think that has caused a little bit of 
I don't know if division, but just like different schools of thought within the community. You know, people like Casey and I that use canes and guide dogs and people that don't. And they just, they walk around with their sunglasses and they can pretty much do what they need to do. But we've explained before for us, those are the things that help us the most and they make us feel the most independent and allow us to, you know, be our our fullest selves but for other people that's not how they see it and so I think it's kind of different when you run into people of of opposing schools of thought and they're like well you don't really need that do you yeah (laughs) and you've gotten some comments that I've even seen about the fact that you wear glasses like oh well you're not blind you wear glasses even from people in the blind community and you know I would think that yeah. they would know better because there are people who can barely see anything who still wear glasses. If it can help you just the littlest bit, like there they do exist. So this is I hate that stigma yeah. and I hate that. And I was going to tell a quick story of one time when I was almost a gatekeeper actually and I regret my <laughs> what I did, but I had this friend, she had albinism. I met her online and I'm still friends with her today, but she was one of the first people I ever met with albinism and we really related on a lot of things and I um I clung to her and then a few years after we had met she actually started driving with a bioptic and I really felt upset by it I almost felt betrayed which is so sad I should have been just I should have been happy for her but I I felt like I just couldn't relate to her anymore because I feel like not driving is like a big thing for us so it's such a big thing it's something we relate on you know and so when someone starts driving I just felt like I couldn't even relate to her anymore. I was like, You're, you might as well be sighted. But that's just not true at all. Uh, legally blind people who drive, they still have all, like a lot of the same struggles we do. They still struggle with driving. They might not be able to drive on the interstate or late at night. Or, you know, they, they still have some restrictions, mm-hmm. whether either by law or by choice. Some people just choose like, oh, I don't feel comfortable driving at night or in bright daylight or whatever. Yeah. And so I've come, as I've grown up, I've come to realize, oh, she is still in this community, you know, because she is legally blind and I didn't need Mm -hmm. to be that way. But I was young. I was about 18. Probably I was young and I've learned. But, you know, we all gatekeep in our own way sometimes and it's not. Yeah. 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 And it's hard to sometimes it's hard to not do that. And I think a lot of it stems from a place of being protective um, because Typically, you know, you see this happen in all kinds of groups. It, it doesn't have to be limited to minority groups. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, you know, you can see that in even fandoms and, you know, pop yes, culture yes. things that people are into. But at the same time, yeah. when it's, I think when it's about, uh, especially a minority group, most people in minority groups have experienced some level of struggle whether it's social struggle or in the disability community is also the physical struggle of just trying to to do stuff. And so you want to make sure that people who actually shouldn't be there aren't there. And so I think it makes sense that you felt that way, but yeah, it's hard to, it's, it's, it's important to be on top of your biases. I do want to say real quick too, though, as far as, you know, the reading print versus reading Braille, like, I think I'm speaking for both of us, and you can stop me if I'm not, but I think I'm speaking for both of us when I say that, like, we're not trying to say that our experience is the same as people who are totally blind and who can't reprint. Like, we understand that we have more functional vision and it's not the same experience. But like I said, we don't fit in the fully sighted world either. We're in this weird gray area, Mm -hmm. so we... 
you know, we are still, the NFB and other big organizations like that say, hey, if you're legally blind, you're one of us. It's a different experience, but we're still, Mm -hmm. we still have the struggles of not driving and all of that. Um, And so, yeah, we just want to say that. We're not trying to say we're totally blind or that we understand that experience because we don't. Yeah, totally not. Um, So the other, yeah, like I said earlier, you can also see gatekeeping from outside of the community. And I think within the disability space, it's interesting because I think a lot of non-disabled people will like to to say that, like, we don't see your disability. You aren't disabled. And they're sort of also preventing you from expressing that identity in which I mean for us would be in the right like we are disabled and we do identify that way um but I think it's also it's also important to note that like one telling someone who is disabled that you don't see their disability isn't particularly kind you know they're they're telling you that because they feel that way and if you say like no you're not you're kind of invalidating that right um yeah and they and they really a lot of times when i've been told this because we all have they really do have the best intentions but it just kind of invalidates mm -hmm. what we've been through our whole life and who we are part of us you know yeah and i think it also stems from a place of like not not fully understanding what it means to be disabled um, I think people think disability and they're like, oh, nonverbal or in a wheelchair or unable to, you know, have major motor functions. It's usually motor functions is how people perceive right. disability, I would think. Or the fact or, or like cognitive disability, like autism, Down syndrome, those, yeah, those types of things. But um, when you're functional looking like us when we are able passing or whatever you want to call it you know it is a lot harder for people to understand that and and validate us in that yeah yeah and I do feel like our friends treat us just normal you know and I think that's Mm. if if a good friend says that that's probably what they mean is like I see you for you but it's like if you're not I don't know if I have a feeling that like if you're not seeing that part you're not seeing the full spectrum of who I am and my disability is not all who I am. I have so many more passions and things I do. But it's, like, definitely, if you took it away, I wouldn't be, like, fully me. And, I like, some people disagree with yeah. that. That's my opinion. Some people would say that's wrong, but. <laughs> yeah. I, the fact that it intersects itself in every part of my life, in yeah. everything that I do, like, reading or just daily functioning, it's just part of it. And so, you know, it's part of me and, and what I do. But that's how, yeah, that's how I see it, too. Yeah, and, and we're not saying that just in a negative way. I think it's also shaped our personalities in a very positive way and made us see the world mm-hmm. differently, you know, literally and figuratively. So, yeah. Right. And, yeah, it happens in other communities, too. And I know you have experience with that that you wanted to touch on. Yeah, sure. So... I'm Puerto Rican. I my parents both came from Puerto Rico in their early twenties, and so um, I would be considered Latina, or some people would consider themselves people of color uh, by being Hispanic. Personally, I've come to find that I don't really identify with the label of color, just because I 
I lack pigment because of albinism and I look white. And growing up in Ohio, I don't speak with an accent or anything. So I just, I am pretty much white passing, but I, I am bilingual in Spanish. The culture is something that I grew up with. I grew up going to Puerto Rico fairly often. So it's hard to find that place to identify with both worlds because I've had trouble I, being in um, Latino spaces. I feel like I don't know what it is, but people have never fully um, accepted me in those spaces. And I, I, you know, I can't fully say for sure because no one's kind of come out and said it, but I'm, I'm fairly convinced it's because of, I don't know if I, I think the term colorism more applies just because like I, I'm not brown. And so Mm -hmm. that's sort of been a struggle for me because, you know, being Hispanic is a big part of who I am. And Mm -hmm. when people kind of that are supposed to like accept you with that, they don't kind of want you in their group, even though, I mean, some people that are brown don't speak Spanish, but I do. So it's just it's difficult and it's strange being part of both worlds just like kind of Casey and I are with our vision we're sort of part of the sighted world but sort of part of the blind world yeah no that's it it's super fascinating and and that's something I obviously can't relate to um but I I was talking to Cassandra the other night about how so in the chronic illness space which we have the rare disease hermansky pudlak syndrome and we've talked before in the past that Cassandra has type 1 which causes a lung disease and I don't And I remember when I Mm -hmm. first went to the conference that we have, I was scared that I would be gatekept at the conference like, oh, well, you're not as sick as we are and you can't speak because of that or whatever. And I felt like I shouldn't even speak. I I felt that way. I was like, maybe I shouldn't even go, you know. Um, But I'm really grateful, actually. It was really shocking that actually the community did fully accept me and, and treat me just like anybody else. Yeah, I think it, it's, I mean, I'm surprised coming into our community. I really don't see any of that either on the on the HPS1 side. Like, I really think that everyone truly values each other's opinions. But it's funny, it's almost like yeah. you gatekept yourself. I did. <laughs> I, and I did the same thing with the albinism community because I don't look albino. I have darker blonde hair. And I was mm-hmm. scared when I went to the conferences that they would think, oh, well, you're not a true albino. You have dark hair. And I do get some of that sometimes. But for the most right. part, they were really great, too. So, yeah, I think a lot of people I had the same problem. Right. We both have like that sort of dirty blonde um, and not the bright white. But um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people would actually be like, man, you're so lucky. Like you get to pass. And I was just so jealous because I wanted white hair. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why I feel like we're gatekept, though, because they think, oh, those people have never experienced what we have. And to be fair, we kind of haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, you being Puerto Rican, like almost like you in your spaces, you do look albino, you know, like in, mm-hmm. in Latina spaces, totally. you look albino. Like I never look different because I am white. So like, I yeah, never I don't look like the rest of that. my family. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like my family is very pale. Like so like I've never had and so I feel like people look at me and they're like you don't know our experience. I'm like fair. That's fair. Right. Okay. Uh, you know. 
I'm like, yeah. I have nystagmus, <laughs> and I've gotten a lot of comments on that throughout my life. If your eyes look weird or whatever, people say to me. Um, so, like, that's, that is a physical difference. I still do have that physical difference that, like, makes me feel a little bit different, you know? Mm-hmm. But you even have brown eyes, which I think is awesome and kind of wild. It's also annoying, though, because people are like, you have brown eyes. I had this girl in my senior class, English class in, in high school, and she was like, you're not albino. You have brown eyes. And I was like, no, I am. And we fought about it. And I was like, girl, like, don't even don't even try with me. I've been to so many doctors. Like, I don't understand. And I just gave up. It was some oh rando girl who knew nothing about <laughs> medicine, you know. But, but she knows everything, clearly. So, yeah. So I guess it's annoying on either side, because if you look albino and you yeah. say to someone, I have albinism, they would believe you. So I guess it's annoying on both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's oh my goodness. Basically, it's tough being <laughs> like a minority, and also most most of all, I guess moral of the story is like just check your biases. I think it's really important to um, no, you know, no one's immune. You know, even if you're in a space, don't get uber protective over it. Yeah, there might be some people that like want to come in your group like the people who wear glasses and have their vision corrected by them who want to be part of our elite club but (laughs) you know it's it's just important to to believe people yeah it is like come on people like we let's all be friends like we're members of fandoms and stuff and i'll let anybody in that likes the shows i like without having to name all the episode titles like i do um so (laughs) yeah no i think that's the main takeaway is just i think we need to all have a more open mind and not judge people right away of their experiences because we don't know people's experiences and we all have different experiences and i think we've probably all experienced this in some form or another so Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's the main takeaway Awesome. Well, we wanted to do a quick, what are you into lately? Yes. Do you want to go first? I haven't even thought, I should have thought about this before we recorded and I really (laughs) haven't. Oh, okay. So, uh, let's see. Three things. Um, I am almost done with my Christmas shopping. So I was really excited about that. (laughs) <laughs> very exciting very I am done I'm so excited oh that's so great yeah I'm I'm finalizing my last few gifts but I I'm I'm nearly there um I think another Yay. thing I've been doing lately is I've been trying to get into like home decor you know interior design type stuff um yeah learning so much and I didn't know that there were styles for those things and those styles had names. I felt like I felt like I had the world revealed to me. I was like, Ooh, oh yes. Mid century yes. modern really yes. actually means something. <laughs> yes, mine would be shabby chic or cottage core. My Oh, I <laughs> totally see that for you. Yeah, I, I would say I'm somewhere between mid century and Bohemian. Oh, I love, I love that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have a lot of, like, eclectic pieces that don't really fit into sort of the the 70s look, but I do, I, I like some of that, and I like, I have, like, a, a hammock chair in my living room. Lo- yes, and perfect. I love it. <laughs> I can so totally see that for you. I love that. And... My last thing is that Casey and I were talking about this before this call. We were like, we should have saved this for what are you into lately? But it was funny because we were joking around about how, I mean, when I was growing up, 
Um, I remember seeing the stores Loft and Ann Taylor, and I always thought that they were like old lady, like mom stores. <laughs> and a couple weeks ago, I was looking for a specific kind of top. And I, I ended up looking on Loft and they had the cutest stuff. And I was like, I don't know if it's just that I'm getting older or if Loft actually had cute stuff and I never paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally had the same realization lately, which is insane, through Facebook ads. I was like, wait, this is really cute stuff. <laughs> Maybe we're just getting old. I don't know. I think so. I think that's a big part of it. Maybe that's it. I Because I probably the youngsters are listening going, ew, loft. On today's revelation, we're getting older. We old. No, I love that, though. So what are you into lately? Okay, so my first thing, um, and I posted this on our Instagram story. Follow us on Instagram, rare.with.flare. Um, I got my leopard dogs, everybody. I needed to let you yes. know. Yes. I got the Leopard Doc Martens for my birthday. I am so into them. They are just everything I ever wanted, and I'm very happy. I love shoes. I'm so into shoes. It's sad. Like, I just look Oof. at my shoe collection sometimes, and I just stare at them. Like, I literally just, like, pick them up and hold them. It's weird. I know. <laughs> I really um, like that. <laughs> I do. I love shoes. I'm, like, turning into, like, Carrie Bradshaw or something. Um, and then, uh, my next thing, yes, Christmas, I'm all about it. I've fully decorated. I've fully done all my shopping. I, I, I'm making Christmas, not making, but like I made online Christmas cards this year to send out to everybody for the first time. And listen, I'm a single lady. I don't got a husband. I don't got kids. I put me and my dog on it. I don't care. Like that's what I did last year and I'm prepared to do it again, but I do like a new year's card. card. Huh? Oh, I love that. That's great. I said I can't wait to receive your card. If I'm going to be sent a card, of course. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll have to think um, about it, of course. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, like, I guess the other thing that kind of goes along with that is I've been really into Christmas media. Like, so I'm a Christmas person, and around the holidays I love watching Christmas movies, Christmas TV episodes, all that stuff. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of that. And I want to watch the one you told me about called, is it Jingle and Jangle? Is that what it's called? Jingle Jangle. It's or on Jingle Netflix. Jangle. I need to watch that because you told me about it. Um, so I'm Yeah, the costumes that. are amazing. I can't wait. I got to watch all the Christmas stuff. Like, I've just got to because when this month ends, Ooh. then I can watch normal things again. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> what I've been into lately. And, you know, maybe spoilers for the next episode. What? Wink, what? wink. Wink, wink. You can't see us <laughs> winking, but we're winking like really hard right now. <laughs> anyway uh, thanks for coming it. to our mini episode yes email us at hello at rarewithflare.com that's it right why did that sound wrong oh yeah <laughs> leave us yeah that's that's the right one leave us a review and give us a rating we're up to 57 ratings on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, everyone. If we, you know, we will keep saying this until we get to those hundred reviews or slash yes. ratings so that we can hear Casey's dog voice. It is worth yes, the wait. Yes, you guys really, you really pulled through last week. We got like a lot of reviews last week. So thanks for doing that. And we hope we get more because, yeah, we want to hear the dog voice. And yeah, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're on like every single social media possible. So why not follow us and get updates on what we're doing? 
Well, everyone, I hope you had a safe Thanksgiving because it was in the past and that you (laughs) stay safe throughout the end of the month and as we head into December. Bye. Bye. Bye.